y'all. Oh, thank you, Torch. I appreciate you letting me open the show with your badassery. It is Brooks. It's episode 41. It's called Stronger, Better, Thanks to Righteous Tunes. I wonder what we'll be talking about today. It's uh, Tuesday. Hey, hey, listen, listen. It's Tuesday. It's not Friday. It's not Vice Friday. Um, it's also not Saturday, which is usually when I record when I miss being able to record on Friday. But it's Tuesday. I'm here. I'm sitting down with you. And uh, yeah, man, hey, listen, sometimes just life gets in the way, man. What do you want to do? Um, but it is Tuesday, and we're here to talk about music and training. And these are two of my favorite things, um, and I cannot wait to share with you. I do have a good old uh, nugget to close the show with. And man, I got a clip, about a 15-minute clip, that even though this show's about tunes and about getting stronger, Chris just has so many pearls in that 15 minutes. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad and excited to be able to share that with you today. Um, I wanted to give this a little bit of a try. Basically, Chris's episode was like a long hour of rants and raves and and uh, story time. So it's always worth your time to go back and listen to the episode in full. This particular episode, number 41, Chris is here to share a, a process, essentially, that he uses with music um, that, that enhances his training. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you through that process first so we can get some context for where we're going to pick up Chris in a minute. Um, But what I'm going to do instead of playing all the music that Chris played is I have pulled some awesome, awesome tunes for you that uh, I really appreciate. There's a lot of history tied to where I'm from and a lot of these uh, a lot of these tracks. And um, to me, it's one of the best ways for me to set up my training is to use this type of music, too, because I love it. And, and I hope that you'll dig it, too. If not, no no worries. If this isn't your cup of tea, that's not necessarily the point of the of the show. Is to It's just to tell you that if you can find music that stirs you up, up, it's going to help you bring closer, help bring you closer to yourself, and that's what's going to help us be better at training in the end. Um, I am from Memphis, Tennessee, and Memphis is home of the home of the blues. It is the birthplace of rock and roll, and traditionally, if people think about Memphis, and Chris and I both very, very proud Memphians, man. Um, we both believe that you know being able to do big things is possible in Memphis. I know Chris moved, I've moved, but still, when you get down to like the the energy that drives this city, um, a lot of it is propelled by by music and by just very what would be tragic, tragic social times, um, especially in the in the in the late '60s, early '70s. It was a very, very precarious time. A lot of racial tension. Um, you know if we had to think about the assassination of Martin Luther King happened in Memphis, which was like a triple exclamation point in the civil rights movement. Like triple, right? We use one exclamation point if it's exciting, two if it's big. If you get the triple, right? If you get the triple exclamation point, that that that's huge. And Martin Luther King being assassinated here, it has a point. And the point is is that there is another genre of music that occurs uh, that that occurred in Memphis besides the blues besides the rock and roll and it's personally my favorite genre of music especially when you get into some of these tracks and that is the soul genre okay so let me paint a little picture for you let me let me let me give you a little bit of music history here uh, and that is you know soul music was split into two camps for the most part Okay, of course there's good soul music made outside of these two camps, but if you were to put it into two cities, you'd have like the uh, Motown version, Motortown or Detroit, and then you would have the Memphis soul sound, okay? And Motown was a little bit more packaged, a little bit more polished, and primarily it was black music that was packaged to be sold in the white audience. And everybody's wearing suits, and their hairs are pressed and permed, and everybody's supposed to look nice, and you know, that, that was one era of the soul music and one, one like, uh, I guess, camp, so to speak. On the other camp, you had this Memphis sound. And Memphis sound was a lot more gritty. It was not nearly as polished. And one of the coolest things that uh, 
happened during that time. And again, we're talking about peak racial tension of the civil rights era, especially when given the context of Martin Luther King being assassinated here. He was here to protest at the sanitation workers' strike. If you do not know anything about what I'm talking about, please, other than Martin Luther King being assassinated, please, 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 even if you're not from the United States, take some time to learn about that piece of history, okay? The sanitation worker strike in Memphis, Tennessee was a re- I am a man. They're all carrying their signs. That's the reason Martin Luther King was here. And he was assassinated at the Lorraine Hotel, which is now the National Civil Rights Museum. And if you, if you ever come to Memphis, put that on your list, Put it on your list as well as Central Barbecue and go listen to some badass music while you're here, okay? Go to the Stax Museum uh, as well because we got some badass Stax records. So Stax, Stax was a group of musicians that were white and black making music that was raw and, and, and full of creative energy and they work together so well that if you go back and look at the eons of music, that's one of the most important social times of music, to see these musicians working together, making music together, and creating music that changed the world without question. It happened right here in Memphis, Tennessee, in places like Stax Records, in places like High Records. And so I love the soul genre. You'll find me playing it regularly at my gym. I just love the energy that it brings to the room. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you through Chris's process. But instead of playing the music that he played, I'm going to play you some tracks that I love. And so I I hope you'll get a lot out of it. So let me give you the, uh, the, broad, the broad stroke, so to speak. Basically, we're going to take our training through a few phases. The first is making sure that we're getting in a good mood. Okay, so we're going to play some mood music. And then we want to get our mind right. We want to get our, our body, our mind, our, our spirit. We want to get it centered before we get started to train. And we want to start to use that centeredness to cast our vision forward. What do we want our session to look like? Okay, what do we want our life to look like? And then we're going to rouse the body, so to speak, and we're going to warm up. Okay, then we're going to get to some lifting music. All right. And then we're going to get to like a last push, like the thing that I want to I want to get that last little bit of effort done before I close my session. And then we're going to get more of like a reflection or closing meditation music. And then uh, after I've taken you through those tracks, what we'll do is we'll get Chris on the microphone. So. Number one, this is the mood lifter, okay? Um, This is like, before I even want to sit down, I just want to put myself into a better emotional and spiritual state, especially if I've had a tough day at work, um, feeling a little bit stressed. Taking the time, using the power of music to shift your mood, okay? That's what we're going for here. So this song, no, I'm not even going to say it. This This is my mood lifter song, all right? Here we go. This is from an artist uh, named Al Green. If you don't know who Al Green is, fuck, man. Stop this show right now. Go to YouTube. Type in Al Green and just listen to it all. Um, insane voice. Insane talent. Uh, and, and he has a way of being able to, like, really capture emotion and, and, and like, just just give it to you. It's just so, mm, it just washes over you so perfectly. Uh, and this is a high records album, uh, a high records track. Um, and it's one of my favorite things. I played this at my wedding, okay? This is a great, fantastic mood lifter. It's telling you about all the things that you need in life, all right? Here we go. Three, two, one. Let's do it. Love and a happiness. something's going wrong. Someone's on the phone. Three o'clock in the morning, yeah. Talking about how she can make it right, yeah. Happiness is when you really feel good about somebody. There's nothing wrong being in love with someone, yeah. Oh, baby, love 
Oh, dude. Yes, give it to me, man. Al Green, you fiend. You scoundrel. You're so good. Ugh. Uh, I could listen to him sing all day, man. Love and happiness. That's what it's about. So how can we get our in, uh, ourselves into a state of love and happiness, especially before we're training? Because if we can, if we can feel love and happiness, we'll feel light and easy. Things are gonna flow to us. And um, yeah, man, I'm I'm all, I'm already in a better mood. I'm sure you can tell. I'm already in a better mood. Okay, so that's the first one. I want to be in a better mood, and so I am. Okay, now, now it's time to get to the meditation. Okay, this is something that is going to allow me to center myself. It's a little bit slower. Okay, um, one thing that I'm looking for in my meditation is to feel feelings elicited from the sitting. And it doesn't have to be like high energy feelings, but if I can connect more deeply to my, myself before I get started, it, it, again, it continues this sense of lightness and ease in my training. It doesn't feel like such a drag. And it also helps me put a lot of purpose into my training. Okay, and, and why is that important? Well, if I can know why I'm training daily and can bring myself back to that place, then the training part feels easy. Okay, it feels easy, it feels fun, and I know that by the end of the session, I've done something that's serving myself a little bit uh, um, beyond what I'm, what I'm, you know, as a human being, I can attach to all these small things, gotta chase, you know, gotta make sure this is taken care of, that's taken care of, and I start to miss all the reasons that I'm here, which is to love myself, love my family, love the people that are around me, and this is a great way to do that. This is from a man named Otis Redding, okay? Otis Redding, let me tell you, let me just, let me just tell you, peep you a little bit about Otis Redding. Otis Redding has made some of the, the most iconic music and love songs of any generation. He was able to make so bring about such truth about love in, in 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 the form of his music and he died at 26 years old he died tragically young and when you think about he was only 26 and you give credence to like how deeply he was connected to this feeling this understanding of love man it just like really it's very powerful, can shake you up. So I got him uh, I got him for my meditation track. I think you're going to dig it. And uh, yeah, man, Otis Redding, what else can I say? right now I uh, that 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 voice it stirs me up something crazy man I know a change is gonna come if I just keep going keep working on myself keep doing this keep sitting down I know a change is gonna come 
Um, Chris was all about change, all about cultivating that change. And that song right there is uh, it, it's called I, A Change is Gonna Come by Otis Redding. And it, it stirs me up something crazy. Um, and I'm glad to share it with you. And now, so now I'm, I'm, I'm reconnected. I'm, I'm really feeling myself with a capital S, not a lowercase S, my capital S. I know a change is going to come. I'm here to seek love and happiness. And I know that if I continue working on it, I know, well, I know I can't sing, but man, it makes me want to sing. I know a change is going to come. Okay. Now it's time to get warmed up. It's time to get roused. And I, I had a lot of tracks that I could have thrown in here. Um, you might know this track and you might hear it and immediately, like you've heard it a thousand times, like, you know, you, and Chris will talk about this, like you hear things and they be kind of come like a, a parody of themselves. Like you, you've heard it so many times, it's just cliche almost, right? This might be one of those songs. Practice listening to this song for the first time. There are so many elements here. This is another Stax artist. So far, I've played a High Records artist in Al Green. I've played Otis Redding. He was a Stax artist. And this is another Stax artist, okay? This is a track by the Isaac Hayes. The Isaac Hayes. The man, the myth, the legend. The man who would wear suits with the middle cut out all the way down to his junk, basically. The man who drove a baby blue, a baby blue Cadillac with white shag carpet lining the entire inside with a TV in 1974 in the car and the outside of the Cadillac is literally trimmed in gold. This dude knew how to really flex and really shine and this is one of his most famous tracks. So, and this is going to get us warmed up. Listen to it for the first time. Listen to the horns. Listen to the music. Listen to the guitar. And let Isaac Hayes tell you about the man. Who's the cat that walk about when that there's your all about? Right on. They say this cat shaft is a bad mother. I'm talking about shaft. He's a complicated man, but no one understands him but his woman. feel like such a badass walking into a room with the shaft theme on, okay? Man, that just gets me hyped. I know it sounds silly, but man, it gets me hyped. I don't know about you, but it gets me hyped, okay? If you don't like it, that's cool. Like I said, you don't have to like what I like, but this does rouse me. It makes me feel like a badass. I, I envision my inner shaft, that, that, that the man who, who just gets it. The only, the only person that understands him is his woman. Shaft, you're damn right. I love that, okay? So now we're getting warmed up. We're getting roused up, and we've got ourselves moving around, okay? Uh, so that's number three. Let's just call it three, okay? The first one is get into a better mood. The second one is get your mind right, get your meditation, get your, get your vision going. And then the third is get yourself warmed up, okay? Now this next song... Yet another Stax Classic. We're going to get another Stax Classic on, and this is for our lifting session. Okay, so let me set the scene here. Um, Chris uses rock and roll. Totally get it. Totally agree with it. And a lot of the tracks that he lists in his episode are worth it. I've listened to them. I also use tracks like that to get warmed up. Songs of the, uh, like the Song for the Dead by Queens of the Stone Age, which um, as a band, thank you, Chris. It, it was a gift to learn of Queens of the Stone Age through you. And so I, I use music like that too. But this one, I like to, uh, this reminds me, uh, I guess, of like my early adolescence, maybe, maybe like end of when you're being a kid, you know, like 
eight, nine, ten years old, and and you, you become like eleven, twelve. You start to like move out of that that kidness. But one of my favorite movies as a kid was uh, The Sandlot. And then there's a moment in The Sandlot where the two teams, the Sandlot team, the rough and tumble team, the Benny the Jets Rodriguez, the Squints Palidors, uh, they're all going against the other team that's all dressed in perfect uniforms and they and they show up, you know, claiming some territory on their turf uh, and their bikes, okay? And, the, and there's a song playing in the background. So you've probably heard this song hundreds of times, uh, but to me, it's actually a great like getting ready to do something, like getting ready to make a stand type of music. Uh, and it's uh, made by Booker T and the MGs, which is another Stax, uh, Stax you know, classic band. Um, a lot of the horns that you're hearing, the horns you heard in Shaft, the horns that you heard in uh, sitting, or excuse me, I guess it was the Otis Redding song, uh, I Know a Change is Gonna Come, you're actually hearing a lot of the same musicians, okay? So there's a lot of cool, uh, uh, famous trumpet lines that were actually made by a family friend of mine. His name is Wayne Jackson, and I, I don't know Wayne, you know, really, but my family knows Wayne, and he's a super famous trumpet player, tiny little white guy, and he was part of this, like, Stax revolution. And so you, you'll hear some very famous... Uh, sounds in this one, especially on the keys. And so this is what I play like right before I'm about to get a lift session. It still keeps me feeling cool and calm, but it also gets me ready like I'm about to like make a stand. All right, let's make a stand. Three, two, one, let's do it. the rhythm starting to pick up man it's just like digging it and it's a completely instrumental song um it's incredible again booker t and the mgs that's green onions please culture yourself if for no other reason than to be cultured you know chris was always talking about that and i agree with him just get out there and learn some new stuff every now and again and if you're gonna listen to music expand your music choices expand what you're willing to listen to because again you never know what's going to stir you up uh and that to me another one green onions by booker t and the mgs is something that stirs me up gets me ready gets me uplifted and gets me uh, focused on the especially when i'm lifting and i know that sounds again not everything has to be your cup of tea but that's what works for me uh, okay, so now we've lifted, and now we're going to get, we got two more, All right, and, and they're both by the same artist, and they're not Memphis, he's not a Memphis-based artist, but he is the godfather of soul, and so if I'm going to give you a playlist uh, and how to train with soul music, I couldn't possibly leave out the James Brown, the godfather of soul, okay, so we're going to do one, which is uh, like a, a push workout, uh, like if I'm going to get myself moving quickly, man, if you want to get something that gets you moving quickly, Jay, anything James Brown live, even compared to his uh, like recorded studio stuff, it's always going to be a step, uh, a notch or two uh, turned up on the tempo and the intensity. And so this particular clip, this is for a push workout. This comes from 
uh, a live set that James Brown did in Zaire in Africa for the rumble in the jungle between Muhammad Ali and I believe it was George Foreman. And so the rumble in the jungle, Muhammad Ali, George Foreman, they're going in to fight in Africa. And this is like, as it was being celebrated by a lot of the uh, black uh, uh, musicians and a lot of the athletes, they, they, they considered it like a, like a, almost like a pilgrimage. Like they were going back to the, to this, like it was a very sensual, very raw experience for a lot of the people, the American side that were going into Africa and, and doing this and making this huge production. And this James Brown's performance in Zaire, I mean, it is, it is otherworldly how incredible this is. And let me, let me try to explain the scene for you. There are so many people that they have like these floodlights that are just, they would, they would switch over every now and again and just pan, pan the audience. And it's just a sea of people as far back as you could possibly imagine. So much so that they needed floodlights to be able to, to be able to pan that far back. I mean, it is a huge, huge, huge audience. Okay. It's a huge moment in history for, uh, boxing, uh, for black culture. This, this trip, I mean, it was huge. And of course, James Brown, the Godfather of Soul, has a performance. Now it starts with a little ditty, a uh, little ditty meaning like he he's gonna open with with some words. Okay, James Brown is incredibly deep, just similar to you know like Chris is always like doing deep stuff. James Brown was elevated, man, and he's gonna give us this fun little uh, story, so to speak, uh, as a way to craft his performance and then he's going to jump right into the song that we have queued up for our push workout so listen to james talk and then listen to james sing and get that workout going all right james take him away and this is the way it goes one day a fellow walked up and said fred james play some of your old tunes say hey man we don't have no old tunes say well play some of your oldest but goodest I said, I don't dig that. Don't bury me while I yet live. Then he said, well, play the best of James Brown. Fred smiled and I frowned. He said, why are you frowning? I said, because I can't do that. The best of James Brown is yet to come. I just do not want that feeling to end. Uh, I don't even want that song to end. If I could listen to James Brown sing this cold sweat, if you could see him dance, please stop what you're doing right now. I mean, I've said this a few times. Stop what you're doing and go in and watch this. His dancing, his outfit, his energy. I could only aspire to be one-tenth of the performer in anything or as talented in anything as James Brown is at holding an audience, and that is not hyperbole. He is otherworldly. He was an alien dropped down on this planet to be able to change our lives forever. James Brown was incredible. Incredible. And I love it so much that I use it to work out. No shit. Man, I am fired up from that. Uh, and so I've... I've expelled all this energy, right? I've used James Brown to fuel this uh, extra bit of intense last little push, and now I'm ready to ready to bring it down, okay? And so I'm going to use another song by James Brown to bring it down, and this is more of like a reflection 
This is a reflection song, and it's more it's like a confidence booster at the same time. So I'm using this because it's a a less intense version, less intense energy from James Brown, but it's good because it helps me, ooh, excuse me. It helps me think about the future still. Cuz I'm here, I'm present, I've done something, and this is a reminder of why we do it. Why do we train? Why do we put in this effort? And uh, I think it's because we all want to be a boss. We all want to be the boss of our own life. We want to be the boss of our own spirit. We want to be the boss of our training. And sometimes you got to pay the cost to be the boss. And that's what James Brown reminds us today. And got to pay the cost to be the boss, man. And that's what we're doing when we're training. That's what we're doing when we sit down into meditation, man. We're paying the cost to be the boss. That's what we want. But we got to be willing to do the things that it takes to be able to be that boss, man. And so this is my little humble attempt to teach you how to be the boss. Be the boss of your own training. Be the boss of your own life. You sit down. You, you lift up your mood. Love and Happiness by Al Green. Look these up. Then we get a little meditation, a little vision casting. A change is going to come. Al, uh, yeah, Otis Redding. And then we're going to warm up. We're going to rouse the spirit. We got the theme song from Shaft by the Isaac Hayes, the voice of Chef on South Park, Memphian. And then we had a little bit of Green Onions from Booker T and the MGs to get us prepared to uh, take a stand and uh, to, to get that lifting in. And then we had that last push. We had James Brown, cold, sweat, live in Zaire for the Rumble in the Jungle. Please, please, please go look that up. I'm telling you, it'll be worth it. And then the last, we have some closing meditation or some reflection, and that is The Boss by James Brown. Please, 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 please go and look that up. Really what we're talking about is the power of music. And the power of music to stir emotion, to create change for us, and to help us take action around the things that we want. I remember, there's a, so I'm going to, this is a story, this is going to lead into Chris's clip. Okay, so that's where we're going with this. We're going to kick it over to Chris for about 15 minutes, and he's in the middle of telling you about his meditation or, or his mood lifter and his meditation. So we're going to get two of Chris's choices in this episode. This is the mood lifter and the meditation. And the mood lifter, uh, and, and this story, we'll, we'll link those together. So I remember there's like these moments in your life where it's just expansion beyond your wildest real imagination. Like you didn't realize that you could have such an expansive moment. And... I had I remember like this is one of the, my first truly expansive expansive moments where like it changed the trajectory of my life because it changed the way that I was able to view things and and that was when I visited Bob Marley's home his birth home in uh, Jamaica so 
I did a trip to Jamaica with a friend of mine named Sam. I've probably talked about it on the show before. And one of the stops that we made was in Nine Mile. Nine Mile is where Bob Marley's born. Now, the primary residence of Bob Marley was in Kingston, because that's where where all the main recording studios were, and that's where the music scene was happening, and that's, I imagine, yeah, it was the capital. So, like, this is where where he primarily resided as an adult. But he had um, a home that he called Zion. He called this place Zion. So when you ever hear him describing or talking about Zion in a lot of his music, he's talking about heaven essentially, and he's talking about his piece of heaven, and that's this home. So we go to Bob Marley's birth home, and it's me and my friend, the people we were traveling with, so two people, and just one other person. So it was a very intimate group. Uh, And the other person was, allegedly, a cousin of the Marley's, and he was there to tend for the home and do the tours and all these things. And so he's giving us this essentially private little tour of Bob Marley's campus. And so we visit the small, humble birth home. And then he walks us up the mountain and he walks us to Zion. And Zion was three buildings, not even buildings. I wouldn't call them that. There was one shack that was a home, one covered area that seemed to be a place to cook and then there was another closed in uh closed uh, I don't even know how to say it it was a it was a mausoleum actually that's exactly what it was and, and it was where Bob Marley w- was buried his mausoleum he's buried in his home in Zion and like listen I'm I'm, I'm in my early 20s like 21 years old I don't know shit from Shiola as we say down in the south and I'm like in one of the most iconic musical artists like Bertham, a place that very few people actually go out of their way to see. And the guy's like really setting the mood. He's, he's showing us around. He's singing to us. And he takes us into Bob's home. And Bob's home was two rooms. His whole home was smaller than the garage that I'm sitting in right now. And it was separated into two rooms. One of them was his bedroom. And you could go into Bobby's room, but he says, please don't touch any of Bobby's things. Of course, very respectful. We do not touch any of Bobby's things. We only observe his home, his humble home. And then he had a sitting room. Uh, I'm just, uh, we'll share the shelter of my single bed. We'll share the same room. Yeah, that's what this is. And he has a sitting room and he has a chair. And it's like a it's it's a lounge chair, but it's carved out of one single piece of wood, and it's almost made to look like a a, a slight I don't want to say a bowl, but there's a slight curve to it, and you can actually put your feet up, and so you can lean back. It's ergonomically like made quite well. It's nice and smooth and round and 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 curvy to fit your lower spine and lift your feet up, and. The guy starts singing, uh, three little birds sit by my doorstep singing sweet songs. And, and I just had this moment was like, holy shit, man. Like he wrote three little birds from the chair that we're sitting in, that we're sitting, looking at right now. Some of the most iconic music ever made was made in the most humble of, of places, but in some one of the most beautiful places. And I just remember having this moment, and listen, the, my friend Sam, he knows exactly when to, when to ask the right question. He just, his sense of timing was so perfect. He's, the guy's showing us around, he's, he's, he's singing, he's, he's giving, he's like very Rasta, and, it, and it's like the tension is peaked, and Sam turns to him and he goes, can we please smoke in Bobby's chair, man? And the guy's like, do Bobby proud. And it was just like this mind-expanding moment where we're having this thing where, you know, it's Jamaica, right? Like, yeah, hell yeah, I smoked weed in Jamaica. I was 21 years old. Like, what do you want from my life? You think I'm going to pass up smoking a fucking spliff in Bob Marley's chair? Absolutely not. We did Bobby proud. But I remember having this moment where it was like, holy shit, rock is my pillow. Like, that rock right there. And you put your hand on his tomb, and you just, like, sink it in. You like let it soak in how powerful this person was. From the most humble beginnings, this man claimed his own power and changed the fucking world with his music. And it's just like, whoa. 
things like that change the perspective. And when you think about Bobby in those terms, think about that when you listen to this clip from Chris. He's going to talk about Bobby in one of his songs and how he uses it to stir emotion. And man, I found very few artists and very few styles of music that stir emotion quite like Bob Marley. So I'm going to get out of the way for about 15 minutes. Chris is going to tell his story about Bob Marley and about uh, how to uplift your spirit. And he's also going to talk about meditation and vision catching. And he's got a ton of pearls in here that apply to much more than training. So listen in for those things and I'll catch up with you on the other side. Chris, buddy, you know it's your turn. Take it away. This fucking song by Bob Marley came over while I was just doing some writing and working and trying to be productive with my life because what the fuck else are you going to do? Sit around? <laughs> but this song, uh, what was it? Stir My Soul came on. Is it Stir My Soul? Satisfy My Soul. Apologies, Bob. Fuck, I do not want to offend you. Uh, but Bob is, Bob is like Led Zeppelin. Bob is like some other bands. Not that c- comparison, but it's, it's a band you've heard of, like Jimi Hendrix. You've heard of him your whole life. Nobody's sitting back who hasn't fucking heard a Bob Marley song, right? But the interesting thing about all these kind of bands is you've heard them your whole life, so you kind of take them for granted. Like, oh, well, fuck, you know, Bob Marley. Dopeheads listen to Bob Marley, man. Oh, yeah, reggae this. Don't need a fish bigger than 12 inches. That reggae shit. I dig it, man. I dig it. Hey, easy. <laughs> this fucking Bob Marley talking about. Uh, no, but we have a tendency to, to overlook them. So you, if you go back and listen to certain tunes from him and you're just sort of appreciating it fresh, like you never heard it before, just play pretend, man. Use your fucking imagination, theater of the mind. Pretend you've never heard of Bob. Uh, you don't know him from Adam. You don't know shit. Uh, 36 years old when he passed away, man. Passed away in the year of my birth, just before. Uh, he was 36. I guess you can take some sauce in the fact that I guess we saw the best of him. I mean, I don't know if he would have kept on making awesome things or just repeating the same reggae jams. Like, I don't know if I'd want to actually see... A like eight, seven year old Bob Marley, whatever he would be now, he'd be, I guess, seven year, what have you. Yeah, something like that. Don't, don't shit talk my math, man. It's bad enough. It hurts. <laughs> but he, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would have seen him like singing uh, I Shot the Sheriff or some shit at 70, but maybe it'd be cool. But anyway, it was a tragic way he died. Guy got melanoma under a toenail and didn't want to have his toe cut off and just forgot about it. And then before he knew it, he was really sick and the fucking guy dropped dead. But this song, Satisfy My Soul, is fucking magnificent. Here's what I want to do. I'm going to fade into it real quick. And just play like, you know, I'm going to play like 30 seconds of it. All these songs I play for you, go back and find the album they're on. Give it a spin or two. Support these people. Um, you know, I picked these songs because they have sparked my something in me either this week in this case or for the last like 15 years of my life in some of these instances. So go check them out at least. It's probably a cool thing for you to do. Maybe at least like 2% of you will feel whatever I feel on some of these tracks. Uh, and look, again, look, you might not dig them, but just stay with me through the show. I think the philosophy lines up pretty good. So we start in this place where we're prepping. And I like this song because it does something very, very important. I love music so much because it's, you, you know it. Fuck, man. I mean, how many times do you, have you felt good when a favorite tune comes on? Like, have, or like, sorry. Like you have a bad day and that song comes on and it sparks this immediate transformation in you. Or you feel like shit going to the gym and some high, you know, paced thing comes on, you dig it, and the workout just blows by. It has a fucking supernatural power almost. Way way more powerful than the caffeine, way more powerful than you know, steroids even really. I mean if you have a if if you walk into a gym and somebody's playing polka, you're fucking gonna be have a terrible workout. If they play nothing, it'd be all right, but maybe things are boring. You know, there's, there's a lack of sexiness in the air. There's no there's no funk. There's no soul. You know, so numbers aren't going to be flying. But, you know, when everybody aligns and everybody's digging the track, it's almost a spiritual event, you know? I mean, everybody out there who's had that experience, you probably know it readily. You probably can fucking name of time this week that made that happen. But it's an amazing thing to experience. It's, that's what music is capable of. That's why I don't, I'm not going to train with shitty music. I'm not going to train without it. Because, uh, like I said, it's, it's fundamental to me. Like, if I can quote Wally. To get philosophical with you. Yes, the fucking Pixar movie, man. That's another movie. If you haven't seen it in a while, go back and watch that shit because it's super philosophical. Uh, speaking of which, why do the fat people just magically disappear on that ship? It's been in space for, what, fucking hundreds of years? 
Think about it, man. Where are they getting the food? The automatic regenerating food buffet. Whoa. <laughs> to go there with you. Uh, but anyway, there's this cute scene where uh, Eve, Eve <laughs> and Wally are like talking after she throws a fit and blows up all these ships, right? And she's communicating with him and, and basically starts asking him, like, what's his prime directive? And he's like, oh, well, uh, and he shoves shit in him and he makes a little garbage cube and he spits it out and it falls apart. He's like, his attempt to oppress the girl. Hers, of course, is to locate life and take it back to this mothership where they'll do fuck all with it until Wally saves the day. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the prime directive. My prime directive is to, to train and to listen to tunes, decent tunes. You know, nothing magical, just decent tunes. So, tunes that are capable of stirring emotion in me because that's what I need out of life. That's my fucking secret weapon. And then to create stuff like I'm doing now. I'm just talking to a fucking iMac. <laughs> why else would I do it if it wasn't uh, something I have to do and just feel compelled to do? By the way, another side note. I'm, I might be random as shit tonight. Uh, my buddy Greg Proops with the fucking greatest line this week from his podcast, the greatest or the smartest man on earth. I, I love that podcast. But uh, he just reminded everybody, hey, look, you know, there's something you want to do right now, right? You know, some shit, small thing, big thing. Uh, Reach for the stars, you know, fuck it, whatever. Play video games, you know, be the best at, at smoking weed. Whatever it is you feel compelled to do, you need to get on it, you know, because there's no time, really, on the, on the long scale, you know, stretched out view on things. You have only a little bit amount of time to, to get this cool shit done. You need to start now. That's one thing I'm, <clears throat> I'm really working on myself. I mean, I've taken enough action this year. I'm exhausted, to be honest with you. Lots of things going on, but I've really taken out the heart that you know, there's nothing else that matters in the whole fucking world other than this. There's something you want to do now within reason. I'm not saying like go snort five lines of coke off of a, a dead prostitute's ass. You know, I'm not saying do something crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm trusting that you're having, you know, ideas like, well, maybe you want to start this business, you know, pursue this training goal. Uh, write the thing, paint the thing, pick up this hobby, drop that hobby, whatever it is. You gotta, you gotta act basically now. It's really, the sooner the better, you know. Uh, and this is the kind of tune that'll help you. <laughs> It'll stir something up in you, man. I'm telling you. Uh, Satisfy my soul by Bob Marley and the Whalers. Check this out, man. If you, if you can't move and be, be swayed by this, I like it. just do something like wrong. I like it like this. Aren't you smiling? If you tell me right now you're not smiling, I'll call you a fucking liar. Bob has that power to elevate the mood, to make the spirits rise. You know, rising tides lift all of us. That, that, that shit is, is capable of it, man. Uh, it's what's most important if you really want to be strong. I mean, strength is not um, you know, being on edge, being undisciplined, uh, being uptight. Strength is relaxation and, and skill and confidence. Fuck, reggae music will help you with that. If you're uptight, you need to, you need more reggae music. <laughs> I mean, fuck, that's like your that's like your Prozac if you're all uptight or whatever the fuck. I mean, it's like this was designed for you perfectly. You know, listen to some reggae. If you can't go, ah, you know what, man, I was all uptight, but whatever. I mean, that's a good song. That's what's designed to do. Lay back, relax, chill. Uh, let me play one more meditation track. Well, more that, that's more like be happy generally. Uh, let's get focused now before we train. Let me take you through this, this scenario. Uh, let me make this point before I play this tune. Uh, before you train, you need to be fucking mentally focused. And how do you do that? You, you got to meditate. It's as important as the wad, the strength work, the, the power walking, the, <laughs> you know, whatever it is you're doing to get fit. I mean, it could be anything. Kettlebell swinging challenges, feats of grip strength. Uh, maybe all you do is rope climb. Maybe all you do is jogging with a soft J. Who knows what the fuck you're up to? It could be anything, right? I don't know. You're complicated people. But regardless of your pursuit, you need to be prepared for when things are good so you don't get too overconfident what you're doing and getting too um, caught up in the efficacy of 
what you deem to be this absolute knowledge you have now because you don't you don't understand anything. No one fucking does. <laughs> That's another solid truth in this world. Everybody's sort of confused and worried about shit. And the more confident and steady you can be, the bigger your advantage, like automatically in any situation. That's what meditation gives you. Like when you have a bad workout, you go, you know what? Bad workout, they happen. I can be disciplined. This doesn't distract me from my plan. It sure as shit doesn't make me go home and be addicted to my parents and my friends and my family and my loved ones because I had a bad fucking workout. Which, by the way, I say that because I used to do silly shit like that. I know some of you do too. Like you have a bad workout, a bad competition, you go home, you take it out on your family because, God, you guys don't understand, man. I really needed that fucking $2 trophy. <laughs> or I needed to show everybody that I was a badass big dick in the gym by deadlifting 500 for five. Whatever it is you were going for. <laughs> if it doesn't go your way, it's fine, man. You gotta not be so focused on acute events. The cumulative effects are what we're after. You gotta keep that in mind. And, and, and the simple act of meditation, sitting down before you train to go, you know what? What are my what are my my goals for this session? This spelunking session, this rock climbing, this that may be the same thing. Fuck it. This this crossfit wad, this powerlifting wad. Whatever it is you're doing, you need to sit there and go, what do I want out of this? Where have I come from? Where do I want to get to now? What's most important now? Can I? Take this time to stay my thoughts. The, the meditation aspects come where you, you're sitting down and relaxing in some way. You don't have to have your eyes closed in fucking lotus position. That doesn't necessarily have to be the way you do it. Basically, it's anything you can, any position you want to get in where you can just relax. You can sit in a chair. You can lay on the floor on your back. You know, who knows? <laughs> you can lay in the bed. Just don't fall asleep. Uh, close your eyes. Don't close your eyes. Focus on an object. Don't focus on an object. But you got to, the only thing that matters is that these thoughts are going to come into your mind. You're going to try to focus on your training. You're going to try to focus on the, the rep ranges and the weights and the sets and the, the, the goals you want to achieve. I mean, the, the shit you're going to do. Think about your plan. I think you'll find that if you, you really think it through and you pretend even as you're meditating, you just see yourself putting the weights on the bar. You see yourself executing those weights with good form and moving on and being happy and having a really great session. It improves your odds of achieving that, making it real. Because you just sort of, you know, something about you just expects it to happen now, right? It's a given. Uh, but you do that, and then while you're trying to do that, that essential part, things are going to try to run, in, run into your mind. People will distract you. That fucking big TPS report at work that's not quite done, and you're going to have to finish tomorrow at fucking 7 a.m. It's gonna that's going to distract you from your workout. Uh, your wife texting you, your kid crying, anything like that. Just you name it, you name it. <laughs> it's gonna be a big pain in the dick, uh, so to speak. Um, this helps you. This helps you eliminate or, or counterbalance or at least recognize and deal with all that. It's very essential. The track I think I favor over all fucking tracks for this, these moments, is by the Goat Rodeo Sessions, which is a band that includes fucking Yo-Yo Ma, for one. Uh, on the Is that cello he plays? The bass thing? Small bass thing with the strings? You can tell I'm a musician. <laughs> I think it's cello. Uh, also in that band is Chris Teal. I think that's how you say his name. Probably, I mean, if he's not the best fucking um, mandolin player to ever live, I don't know who really is. This guy had put out an album covering fucking Bach masterfully on a small miniature clown guitar, and it sounds beautiful, and it'll stir you up big time. But, man, there's something about this album. Let's go radio session. So let me make that be my second recommendation. So you listen to Bob. You got your work done. You feel really happy. Meditate to this shit and tell me you're not immediately profoundly changed because this is some... This is as good as music gets. I mean, this is as far as masterful shit. I'm gonna play you just the first like 30 seconds of it. I think you get an idea. So before you even play that, write that down. The Get Rid of Sessions. If if you if you know of it, you're gonna be like, yeah, good choice, Chris, because that's good. <laughs> Thanks, friend. If you have it, you're like, what the fuck is that? Go to wherever you get music and get it now. Please get it now. This is so splendid. Fuck on every level. Uh, so without further ado, let's do it, right? Ready? Uh, this is Attaboy, I think. Uh, I'm going to choose uh, by the Get Radio Sessions. Listen to Chris Steele pick, man. Jesus. <laughs> it's magnificent.
can see, I, I wasn't bullshitting you. That's pretty fucking amazing stuff, isn't it? If you imbibe and put on your noise-canceling headphones that you got with your dad's credit card, he doesn't know you charged him, listen to him now while you can. Uh, if you meditate to that and you think about where you want to go in life and what you want to achieve, starting with your fucking kick-ass workout, you may just, you may just fucking cry. <laughs> you might get stirred up so much. You might just be so overwhelmed with how much possibility there is out there and how fucking beautiful it is to be here and to be training and talking and listening to the podcast and talking into podcasts and playing awesome tunes. You might just fuck, you might just, you might, your head might just explode with love, man. Fuck, who knows? Very, uh, few wiser words have been said, man. Um, who knows what's possible when you open yourself up to letting music and, and things stir emotion and really, really stir you up. I, I don't know. I mean, I think of all the things that Chris is getting, ever getting at, like that, that seems to be the things that links them all together. It's like finding the things that really stir you up and not in a bad way, not in the thing that makes you an uncontrollable human being and makes you a, you know, a a bratty or pissy or agitated human being. The thing that makes you feel stirred up and connected to yourself, connected to other people, connected to the the world, the universe, the moment, whatever you want to, whatever word you want to attach in there. But it's like, that seems to be the thing that Chris has the most desire to share with us. I don't know. Maybe most is a bit... It's just he's always linking it back to stirring emotion and, and following the feeling and going for it, not waiting. He mentioned that in the clip. Don't wait. There's Waiting is, is, is a fool's game because you never know, man. You can punch your ticket tomorrow. You just don't know. So why wait? And that's one of the things. One of the other things that really stood out to me was about what it meant to be strong. Um, that, that was another good one. But ultimately what we can do is use these tools, these thoughts, or excuse me, these like uh, frameworks, you know, framework for thinking, these, you know, uh, uh, tips from Chris, use music. Like we can use these tools to envision and imagine more and, and enhance more than just our training. That's always the point, is that the things that apply to training apply to everything else. So the, you can use tools to envision a, a, a better version of yourself. So I, if I was going to try to put the show into a, into, into a short, like, three, you know, what are we going to take away, the three things to take away from here before I let Chris close the show, like only he can, I always I, I, I love letting him close the show. He closes the show like only he can. But if I had to put it together into three things, it'd be the first is find music that stirs you up and brings you closer to yourself with a capital S. Find them. It doesn't have to be what we like. It doesn't have to be the rock or the soul music or whatever. But find the thing that stirs you up in a good way. Things that make you feel connected and closer not that things that make you feel angry and distant and adversarial. That's not what we want because that's not the truth. The truth is that it's all, it is all connected. It is, we all are part of this larger cosmic thing, this dance that we're doing. We're all playing our part, yes, and other people are impacting our life uh, and, and we want to feel more connected to that. So that's the first thing. The second thing is once you find that music, use it to envision your desired life. Use it to funnel both your emotion and your mind towards your vision for the future. If you believe in a lot of the metaphysical stuff about how we create our own future by the stories that we tell in our mind and the emotion that we put behind telling those stories, you know, if you want to go that far, cool. Then you can use this to your advantage. Find that emotional stir that makes you feel connected and use your mind to envision the future and then, like Chris said, once you can put it in your mind and, and you see, you know, it, it, it feels easier to achieve. You're like, oh, this is, this is going to happen. But, and this is the third thing, not but, and the only way we're going to get that envisioned life is to take action and create it. So um, if music can do anything, it, it's great for stirring emotion and it's great for giving us a kick in the ass to remind us to get out there and do the thing that we want to do, right? Uh, and, and we are. We're going to do it. You're going to do it. I'm going to do it. And music is going to help us. Uh, well, 
Yeah, I think that's enough for me. What a great show. I had a blast. If you're enjoying it, please rate Barbell Buddha Rediscovered five stars. Wherever you find your podcast, please leave a kind comment. It would go a long way in helping this get found, which will help us uh, get Chris's voice, his his art. It'll help us continue to, to put that out there in the world. And hell, man, you're doing a good thing by supporting by supporting him as an artist, supporting his show. You can go to barbellbuddha.com, purchase anything there. And um, yeah, if you're interested in what I'm doing, you can just email me. It's brooks, B-R-O-O-K-S, at recess901.com, or you can reach out to me on Instagram at brooksmeadows. Um, yeah, man, I appreciate you, uh, or ladies, I appreciate you letting me sit down, talk to you week by week, and uh, I'm going to get out of the way, say goodbye until next time, and I'm going to let Chris close the show like only he can. Okay, Chris, you know how this works. Take it away. Off the days go. Um, well, hey, you know, let me let me recap before I before I play the last thing, which I think is going to be a guilty pleasure pick, which I'm not going to be fucking embarrassed about at all. Uh, I want to kind of put some shape to this podcast because it's been a lot of this like indulgence. And I, I I thank you for hanging out with me. Maybe you play this in the background as you, you know, mopped your bathroom, and it was better than nothing, better than silence. <laughs> I know you're enjoying it, man. I, I, before I wrap up, just if you do enjoy it, leave a comment on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever. You know, hopefully five star if you dig it. Please do that. Do that for your buddy Chris, because fuck, if we get a bunch of five star ratings and people are going to see that, be like, okay, this must not suck at all. <laughs> I don't think it does. But let me recap. So again, let, let's put some shape to this and say you need to begin with a from a happy place. Okay, uh, if you're if you're stressed during the day. Uh, if you're not resting the way you should, if you're not entertaining possibility and being open-minded, then, yeah, fuck, play some reggae, <laughs> you know? Play some reggae, do whatever it takes, but you really got to resolve that because you can't be at your best uh, strength-wise, fitness-wise, uh, relationship-wise, anything-wise. Uh, if you're not searching for that that thing that gives you all that energy. And if, you're not, if what you're doing today, if you can't smile, at least periodically, then you're really on the wrong track. So, yeah, I fucking pick, you know, what helps me do that, maybe more often than not, is, is a little Bob Marley. Uh, from a more focused perspective, I, I do think, I think it's so important. If you really care about getting results out of your training program, whether it's just to lose some weight, get get fit a little bit, or if it's all the way up to, like, your competitive power through a weightlifter or your competitive crossfitter or aspiring com- comp- competition athlete, um, the most overlooked thing is no one does any focused training on their brain. No one's considering meditation to be as important as work on your fucking clean jerk, but it is. Um, it doesn't take as much effort. It doesn't take as much time, but that doesn't mean it's an easy thing to do. It's one of the most challenging things you can ever fucking take on because if your brain is really restless, to sit in a quiet room and focus on what you need to accomplish and to keep other thoughts, other distracting thoughts at bay is exceedingly difficult. And we'll show you just how unfit your fucking brain is. And your brain's everything. It's your emotions. It's your, your dreaming. It's your creativity. It's the thing that downloads the thoughts from the muse and allows you to create things that don't fucking exist. It's, it drives the barbell overhead. It controls the muscles that do that. If it's unhealthy, if it's un, you know, disciplined, if it's not focused, how the fuck, what, what would it matter what you do programming-wise, nutrition-wise? All that doesn't matter. Hopefully you see that. Hopefully you'll take that advice to heart. Hopefully you'll pick some good tunes to do it to because it makes it a lot easier. It gives focus to it. Sit down, foam roll, get stretched, get focused for your workout, and play that fucking Goat Rodeo Sessions out, man. Again, for all these um, these artists from Torch to Bob Marley to, to let me see, uh, it was, fuck, who did I just say? Uh, the Goat Rodeo Sessions with Chris Teal and fucking Yo-Yo Ma. Um, I play Queens of the Stone Age, Song for the Dead. Um, some Henry Rollins, some some Outcast. I'll play one more, but support these people. They're, this is great. Go listen to more and more music. Spend more of your time listening to music and getting back into it again. It's just so splendid. I mean, gives meaning and shape to everything. But yeah, so keep in mind, hit the rock fucking hard and plentiful. Switch it up halfway through to to, to some hip-hop. Some good fucking hip hop, or whatever it is for you, could be some Tupac and Tori B.I.G. or something, something relatively common and, and good, perfectly good, perfectly serviceable, or maybe you go old school and go Rakim or Nas in his prime. Whatever it is, it's a good switch, good energy. Uh, what are you close to? Well, I'd say that's a very good question. My choice uh, is a simple one. It's a song. 
that even some like 13 or 14 years or whatever after I first heard it, I can't not sit down and pay attention to it anytime it's played. It's it's passionate, it's intense, it's Maynard, James Keenan from Tool, at really I thought is maybe his best, his best vocal performance I've ever heard on an album. I know some Tool fans might really get pissed at me for that, but he's extraordinary on this album and this song. Beautiful song about love and passion and maybe those things lost and those things never attained or whatever. It's all that kind of shit that somebody my age at that time would really pay attention to, I guess. And I still love it. It's great. Uh, it's my ballad selection. It's what I choose to play rap that hip hop ends. It's what I choose to, to, to fuck off into the rest of the day with. It's beautiful. That's what I'll leave you with, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, I'll see you soon. Uh, I'm going to go on now and eat plenty of fucking pie and turkey and dressing and all that and be a big fat American for a little while. Take a break. Uh, I might not be that active on much of anything. Uh, other than posting pictures of my Turkey Day Vice night uh, this Friday, Vice Friday. Uh, well, actually, it's Thursday, it's Turkey Day, but it'll still go. I mean, we're just going to do Vice Friday and Thursday. Fuck it. Uh, but until all that's done, I'll, I'll see you maybe Saturday or Sunday or something. We'll see if I feel the, if the bloating goes away. Until then, folks, enjoy yourself. Be, be careful. Be kind. Um, care about what you're doing. Uh, you know, peace, love. Namaste. Cheers, bro. Yeah.